Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast hosted by me, Alexandra Aguila, and today we are recording episode number 27, which is another baseball episode since it is Monday, so we kind of have some interesting things to talk about. Um kind of all over the place if I'm gonna be honest kind of getting into the season we're starting to see more um things taking place both good news and bad news for your team and yeah just kind of all around looking at what each team is excelling at and then some teams that are just not doing too hot right now but something that we still do have to recognize is that it's early in the season and we're just getting started we're like 10 at most so 10 11 games in so things can definitely change within the next month come may come june maybe even by the end of the month so these are things that are definitely not set in stone, but we're going to talk about what we're looking at right now and if some th- teams can maintain this steady streak that they're on, could look good for them come October. So we got a lot to discuss. Let's kick it off with a team who's currently, well, now 10-0, and the Tampa Bay Rays. What is going on? If you had the Tampa Bay Rays being the only undefeated team in baseball right now winning 10 and 0 on your bingo card congratulations to you go buy a lottery ticket but that is insane i think there was not enough talk around the rays this off season just because they didn't really make any good pickups not a lot of guys left either so they really kind of maintained the same now we're looking at pretty much the same race team. You c- kind of start to see a lot more of a, I don't know, it's like a different approach. Kind of like it's giving when they made that wild card sprint or like that World Series appearance. Definitely something along those lines, but it's looking pretty good, obviously, and it's definitely working for them. Now, here's kind of the kicker, maybe the deal breaker for some. Although they are 10-0, they just beat the White Sox on Monday night, 1-0. What a game that was. Um, All of the teams that they've faced so far in the series that they've won have been against teams who aren't necessarily stacked. Maybe they don't have the best track record in years prior and projected not to do any better this year. But a win is a win. Given that they've beaten they've beaten the series against the Tigers, the Nationals, and the A's. Arguably the worst teams in baseball. Um, but they did win against the against the Red Sox today. So kind of shows something. It's definitely gonna get mm, a little bit harder from here on out. Schedule might look a little bit tough, but I mean, again, like you can argue all you want and say that you know it's just because they're playing teams that have been below 500 you know for the past what two years in a row yes but at the same time it goes in the win column either way you're facing a good team or you're not you still rack up those 10 wins and those are games that you should be winning so honestly it's better to be winning those and making a big deal about it than losing them so I am on this race boat 
and on the ship and ready for it to be sailed and just so excited to see what's to come in the future and what this means for the future of the race team. The whole team is currently averaging a 0.379 on base percentage. That's really good. And the pitching is looking really good too, averaging about 1.89. That's their ERA amongst all of their pitchers, starting pitchers, relief pitchers. Um, that's really nice. That's re- They're putting up really good numbers for a team, like I said, who did not get a lot of talk throughout the offseason. Off so it's looking nice. They have players, they have, they like prove, they've proven to show that they have the players that can excel on this team. Randy Rosarena is picking up right where he left off during the WBC. Right now, he's putting incredible numbers, batting 371, 13 hits, 11 RBIs, with a OPS of 1.092. So honestly, no complaints there. Yes, they so far haven't played against a quote-unquote competitive team, and I think once they start to play, you know, get into the series with the Red Sox and the Blue Jays in the upcoming week, it may look a little bit different, but at the same time, they're currently the best team in baseball. And like I said, those wins are going to count in the long run, whether they're against teams that aren't as good or not. Either way, a win is a win, you know, so you got to take those and just run with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the injuries have been kind of upsetting so far recently, but I don't think it should really put them in a bad position. Jose Siri was just put on the 10-day IL with a strained right hamstring, so Luke Rayleigh is going to get a lot more bats in, and maybe things can look a little bit different. So far, he struck out five times. He's four for 17, and not really putting up a good comparison to what Jose Siri was performing, but at the same time, he's a power hitter. He already um, has a couple home runs, so honestly, not too worried about that. Yes, it is kind of a big loss losing Siri, but at the same time, they have Randy, they have Lowe, they have, uh, why can I not think of any race hitters off the top of my head? Um, there's a bunch more guys in in that lineup, Wander Franco, who can hit and who are getting on base and they are scoring when runners are in scoring position and the pitching is looking great as well so honestly no complaints from me here I'm really excited to see how this is going to turn out and I just think it's fun I mean this is what baseball needs something exciting something to look forward to you got fans from all over the place tuning into reds I mean into Rays games right now just to see you know if they're going to lose or not either way that's getting fans watching the games so honestly super excited for this I'm really excited to see how far this goes and see how this affects them in the long run and what might the team look like in October but that's just a couple of my thoughts on this undefeated team so far kind of going along with the Jose Siri issue let's talk about some crucial injuries that's that have happened within the past week or so Adam Duvall has a left wrist fracture he was diving for a catch mm, just did not look right ended up fracturing his wrist he's gonna be out for quite a while maybe a little bit of a loss in that Red Sox lineup he is the newest acquisition um, being in the outfield with Kike um, Alex Verdugo as well so did maintain a pretty heavy role there uh, but honestly I think the Red Sox have battled a lot of injuries before. 
um, and they've gone with a lot of their star out without a lot of their star players, and they've ha- kind of had a little bit of a rocky past few years, but I really hope that this does not set them back as far as everybody thinks so, just because, I don't know, I feel like this Red Sox team is due for a really good sprint and a really good year. Um, they have the players, yes, Trevor Story's hurt, obviously the big name, but getting Justin Turner, obviously Adam Duvall, going to be out of the lineup for quite a while. Um, they have Kike, they have Verdugo, they have the newest guy, Masataka Yoshida, Rafael Devers. Like, there's definitely guys in this lineup who you should look at and be like, dang, this is a really good team. But last year did not perform as well. Now this year being, what, fourth in the standings? I mean, this is not really the Red Sox team I would like to be seeing. Yes, you're in a hard division. Obviously, like I said, you just got the Rays, Yankees, and Blue Jays. That's really tough to compete in, but being a 500 ball club is not, I don't think it's good enough for the players that you have. So, might be kind of a make or break situation with that Adam Duvall injury for the Red Sox, but hopefully it does not tear them down too much. Mm, let's see. And then we got Carlos Correa and Joey Gallo are both day-to-day injury guys. Correa, Correa facing some back issues. Gallo with some side issues. Two guys who definitely um, do play kind of a medium-sized role on this Twins team. Correa kind of hasn't gotten that movement along in recent games. But Joey Gallo kind of making that first impression and making a pretty powerful one has been doing good lately. So hopefully that could get figured out for that Twins team just because I think they're another team. Like I said, they were one of my sneaky teams that could be good this season and could ultimately have a really good outcome. All of the matter is staying healthy. The division looks great for them. Yes, they do have the Guardians to compete with, but the White Sox, the Royals, and Tigers are all attainable teams. Right now, they're sitting at second place. I'm not too worried right now, but that's given that they've played some pretty good games. Now, they do go on to face the Yankees soon and the Red Sox, so preparing for those is definitely essential, and they have Byron Buxton, who is an incredible baseball player, well-roundedly. Yeah, I just think that I hope that these injuries, again, like kind of with the Adam Duvall thing, don't kind of take them for a toll, and now you're left with losing both of those series against two teams that you at least need to win or split it, because it could be a make-or-break sitch there for them. But yeah, so just kind of touching on those twins injuries, moving on to O'Neal Cruz. This was actually a pretty big one, so O'Neal Cruz is a player on the Pittsburgh Pirates big guy, huge guy. I don't even know what tall he is, but he has to be at least like, what, six, seven? Insanely tall, insanely strong, fast, muscular, you name it all, the guy got it. So, he suffered a collision at home plate against the White Sox. He was running from third to home, and for some reason, you know, I don't know. I kept looking back at the footage, and I don't know if he was attempting to slide or he just didn't want to. Like, I don't really know how the logistics worked out there, but he suffered a collision at home plate. He hurt his fibula. He actually tore it, so that's going to need some surgery. Uh, they don't think he's going to return for about another four months. So that is really sad news for the 
Pirates just because he's their star player. I mean, besides Brian Reynolds, but he's a guy who was really talked about last year just because it was his debut and everybody got a good look at him. Now coming this year, I mean, it's not like the Pirates were playing to planning to compete this year, but he was kind of a guy that they wanted to showcase, obviously, with the speed, the agility, the strength, and now, unfortunately, has to go through this injury. Hopefully, it's nothing super big that will, like, kind of hurt him in the future, but that's just something unfortunate that have to happen to the Pirates. Moving on, let's kind of keep it in the NL Central. Lars Newtbar and Paul DeYoung are currently still out of the lineup, probably going to come back in in another couple days hopefully um and those are two guys that definitely need to be in this lineup and they have to lift up this St. Louis team right now they're sitting last in the NL Central last they're not even playing 500 baseball right now and it's not looking too good and this is a Cardinals team that was really talked about in the offseason with the addition of Wilson Contreras you kind of hoped that everything kind of played out in a really good manner I mean having Nolan Arenado on that team um Lars Nupar who just came off of Team Japan and played exceptionally well um and then you have guys like Tyler O'Neill and mm, Tommy Edmond who've been around this Cardinals team for quite a while um who really aren't stepping up either. And then you have your newest guy, Jordan Walker, who is this phenom, who is one of baseball's best prospects, if not the best, and you're not winning games. The Cardinals in three are 3-7 three and seven right now. 3-7. and seven. Nobody would have suspected that. They're last in the NL Central, and this is a central, lead, uh, central um, standing that doesn't have really a lot of competition. Right now, the Brew Crew is taking it over, and that's because they have players who are working out for them. But Lars Newtbar and Paul DeYoung are definitely guys who can get this lineup going. Newtbar playing on that Japan team, like I said, and really excelled in that manner. Hopefully, when he comes back, he can kind of bring that and lift up this team. Like I said, it, it is still early, so maybe I'm freaking out. We're freaking out over nothing. But sitting at 3-7 and seven, with the amount of gold gloves and the amount of accolades that this team has does not sit right with me personally. So I really hope they could get it together just because I know that you're missing a couple of your guys. But hey, you still have gold glovers out there. So honestly... This ball club has to be playing better. Moving on, let's talk about Rangers. Rangers face some injuries. Mitch Garver is on the 10-day IL. He was doing really, really well for the Rangers. Um, Hopefully, that's only 10 days and then they can suit him back up because, honestly, he was really doing phenomenal with them and kind of had that leverage with them so far he's been five for 19 two home runs six rbis on base percentage of 364 943 ops putting up some really good numbers on that side on the offensive side of the bat so hopefully that's really nothing too serious and he doesn't miss a lot of games for the Rangers because, like I said, they're another one of those teams who I think could be sneaky good. And you're going to need Mitch Garver in that lineup. So hopefully everything is okay there. But those are just a little bit of the injuries that 
we saw in the recent week and that hopefully they do not escalate and everything looks relatively okay as they can be but yeah just wanted to touch on those few injuries moving on let's talk about the defending world series champions the houston astros who are not looking like how they did last year that's for sure they're currently four and six that's fourth in division they're playing below 500 baseball and they're not doing well if you couldn't tell they split the series with the white Sox, which was their first series they lost on opening day okay opening day at home then they lost the series to the tigers and then they lost a series to the Twins. Going back onto what happened with the Rays, this is like the complete opposite. If you're the Houston Astros, you have to win that series against the White Sox. You have to win that series against the Tigers. It's okay if you split it with the Twins. That's fine. But being the defending World Series champions and not really adding anybody or taking anybody off of this team, you expect to play like kind of how you did last year maybe. But that is definitely not been the case they do start to face the pirates later on in the week so hopefully that can get them back on track but looking how they lost the series to the tigers who knows the starting pitcher pitching has been a little bit off luis garcia one of their aces has been especially off to a rough start with a 7 era definitely not normal for him so those things are kind of tearing them down the strikeouts have definitely been a problem for this team they already have a combined 95 strikeouts as a whole team in 10 games 95 strikeouts as a team in 10 games that is the second most in the league right now that's not a good record you want to have so Something needs to get figured out here, both offensively and defensively, because it's not looking good. Um, Honestly, it's just you got to score with runners in scoring position because the strikeouts are definitely not helping. And the team is only batting 240, right? So that's below average. That's not doing too well. And these hitters need to step up, especially guys like Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman, who hasn't been doing really well as of recently, hasn't been hitting basically anything. So those guys need to get on track and kind of get this momentum going. Um, You added Jose Abreu, who's doing fairly well, but at the same time, you know, you're going to need a couple more guys on top of this. Your starting pitching is shaky? Fine. Pick it up. Bring in some of that offense. They did have a couple of close games as of recently, so I'll give that to them, but at the end of the day, you got to win these games, and honestly, if you want to make it back to where you were last year, you're going to have to do a lot more, so that's really what I found out about this Astros team. Let's kind of move on to the end of this episode. Let's talk about, I got a question. Did everyone underestimate the Brewers? What the heck is going on? The Brewers are currently 7-2. and They're first in the NL Central, given that that's a division that It's not very too competitive, but they did sweep the New York Mets, and they took the series from the Cardinals, and that a Cardinals team who wasn't doing well, but still, they took the series from them, and they swept the Mets? Come on! There has been no talk about the Brewers this offseason because they simply did not get anybody. They did trade away Colton Wong, not on the team anymore, but that's kind of old news. Now, you have a, I don't know, fairly new team or younger team they did call up a lot of their prospects Garrett Mitchell being one of them and they've definitely stepped up to the plate Garrett Mitchell making his debut last year but still getting this first season start this year has been doing pretty well he already has six RBIs and he's amongst one of the 
three, I want to say, new guys who's been really fairly well performing for being this being like your first time facing major league pitching. Um, Weimer, who is an aggressive, aggressive guy, really chokes up at the plate, but hey, he has that speed, he has that strength, and he's willing to put 100% effort into it. So I'll take that any time of the day. But like I said, these younger guys are definitely carrying this Brewers team energy-wise, morale-wise, and that's ultimately winning the games. So I think this is really good for the Brewers. They kind of pulled one out of their hat here and were able to get their rookies and the guys who are making their debuts kind of those steady starts and they're not looking bad they definitely aren't so I think that maybe this Brewers team is definitely a team that we should be paying attention to more in future games definitely and now as well I mean it's not just the new guys it's the older guys who've been on this team for a while now are still performing as well or around the league Adames is building is batting 344 Anderson batting 37 with three home runs and a 486 on base percentage. Really good. And then last but not least, the newest guy, Jesse Winker, is batting 308, and we knew he could do that. So that mixed in with the new, young, fresh blood per se has looked really good for the Brewers and honestly something that not a lot of people suspected to see. So kind of really excited for that. That's really what I have for today's episode. We kind of talked a lot. I kind of fact dumped a lot, but this one was really fun to plan out. I like getting to see how each team is performing right now and definitely see those teams who are like, hey, you know, you made it this far last year. You were in this position last year. And now this year you have newer guys who are supposed to be better. And what's going on? So I think that's really cool to look at and really co- cool to analyze. But without closing off this episode, we got to acknowledge our hit and miss teams of the episode. Our hit team is going to be the Atlanta Braves, who have just been doing phenomenal per usual. They took the series from the Padres and swept the Cardinals, currently 6-4, and four, and they're thriving off of those walk-offs, off of those comeback hit comeback wins and honestly I don't blame them because those are really fun to watch and that team is really fun to watch they are first in the division but they're also in a tough position that that could be taking them from them anytime with the Mets being right there um alongside with them and I'm pretty sure that's how it's gonna be the whole entire year so honestly I'm really excited to see how this Braves team is gonna look um come in the next upcoming weeks so that is my hit team. My miss team is going to be the St. Louis Cardinals just because they've just hit a big rough patch that shouldn't have been there in the first place and it's a little bit confusing. They're last in the division. They're three and six, like I said, and they have, they, it was originally talked that they were always going to play this game with the Brewers for the top place in the division. Now they're all the way in last and the Brewers are going to snatch that right up. I mean, easily. So Like I said, I already mentioned it before, St. Louis has to figure something out, has to get it together, because this is not good baseball, obviously. So, those are my thoughts, that's what I think about that. Thank you guys again so much for listening to this episode, and you will hear from me again on Thursday as a release of Cubs episode. If not, you will hear from me on Friday for another regular baseball episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.